I'm going to climb a mountain, ladies and gents. Welcome to the Football Ramble. The first Prem sacking of the season has happened and there was a barn burner at Anfield. It's Monday, 4th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. The week really starts here, ladies and gentlemen, and we're so glad to have you on board. Mm. Is there any other kind of sphere of life, maybe other than politics, where somebody uh, somebody loses their job and it's like, someone's lost his job! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, Prime Minister? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, can I just say, let's pull you up on one thing, the week generally for most people does start on a Monday morning. It does, or a mm. Sunday for some, if well, you're a bit old but you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Yeah, but I'm saying, but it really starts here, And I'm agreeing with you. Yes. As soon as you hit play mm. on this episode, this episode, people's week started, is that what you're mm-hmm. saying? Even if they're listening to it on the Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. God, that's got to wreak havoc with people's internal minds, clocks. Maybe, they, maybe they've had Monday off, Jim. Yeah. It Possible. sometimes happens. It does sometimes happen. I wish I had. Gentlemen, uh, speaking of Sunday, eh, what about that game at Anfield? Beauty. My Brilliant. goodness. Now, Luke, you said, I think, on Friday, when it was us three... Yeah. In this very studio. We haven't left. No, exactly. Because you were talking about, and understandable, so sometimes the big games is a big build-up and so on, it doesn't yeah. disappoint. And at half-time, you may have been thinking, well, okay, Man City have been pretty good. But then after the game, you must have picked yourself up off the floor and thought, bloody hell, well, spank me sideways. What a match that was. Definitely do spank me sideways. <laughs> but why was I on the floor? Because uh, of all that spanking. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a really interesting um, weekend of football, chiefly because... There are three games I can think of. The Leicester Palace game, mm-hmm. the Everton Man United game. Portsmouth Sunderland, 4 0. That was that was done dusted by half time, baby boy. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Uh, and this game where at half time it was a complete yes. um, you know, a complete bluff. Like it was almost a complete doozy because mm-hmm. you it, it's not how it turned out. Liverpool were on the ropes massively in the first half here. Yep. The same way Man United were in the um in that game, and the same way that um, Leicester were, even though they went into the game 2-0 up, but that's a different story. This was an incredible performance in the first half by Man City, and um, Liverpool looked like they were just desperate for half-time. Yeah. And then... Was James Milner at the vanguard of that? Wow. <laughs> what a co- I mean, the, the most controversial James Milner's ever been, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we, we, he had a cheat code on, right? He's, yeah. he's got a 40-year-long career, and he's never been more controversial than he was yesterday. No. I mean, it was super... For no fault of his own, really. But I thought... Um, uh, who was it, Martin Tyler or whoever? Who oh, don't, let's not get into Tyler. We can't do Tyler. I'm not, I'm not going to... Come on. He's a legend. Yeah. But come on. Right. Yeah. I okay. mean, he, aside the Bond puns, he's a Which legend. I swear, is he part of like the press team on that? Is he like guaranteed <laughs> I, a certain amount of mentions in uh, the Jim, game? I, don't want, I know you don't want to say the phrase, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a more forthright guy than you, so I'll say it for you on your behalf. You said it to me before you came in. I'll say it on your behalf now, Mark. You'll back me up on this. Deep state <laughs> is 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 the is the deep state yeah. I'm, marketing the Bond film, and it's his tentacles have reached as far look, as Martin Tyler. I'm not I'm not referencing the fact that Martin Tyler said James number seven, no room to dive. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, that doesn't make any sense. No. I'm saying it's, it's no time to die, not no room to die. Yeah. If the film was called No Room to Die, yeah. it would be terrible. But yeah. he just, he's on the hop. Every, he go. every word of that is rubbish, isn't Dude, it? We're getting Mark, every right, element no, no, we're not terrible. Getting we said this wouldn't happen, <laughs> This is the main fucking point. Marcus <laughs> is sticking up for... Jim, Marcus is sticking up for the lead Sky Sports commentator on the Premier League because he, quote, had to go. <laughs> he's had to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's like not a, good enough. Like you he's know a work not. experience codger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've met the man, Okay. <laughs> He was lovely. I'm sure he is. Not as lovely as uh, Peter Drury. He's the most loveliest man. My next door neighbour is lovely, and he yeah. knows yeah. He knows nothing about football. Well, get he him likes to the do theater. a bond pun. I could easily do it. Right. Well, next time you're on, I will give him a chance. But, Let him but, have a go. But but what I was going to say was that um, obviously you know at half time it was nil nil, full time it was two two. But Martin Tyler said, I think it was Tyler when when James Milner hauls down the excellent Phil Foden, he said. James Milner knows how crucial it is for Liverpool to get in at half-time at nil-nil. Mm. And that's why he's done that, really. Because, mm. you know, you would think maybe if it was 25 minutes in, you know, you, you might not, not take well, that. Well, the, the, first, the first yellow card, mm. or, well, I guess the only yellow card he received, was a great foul. Yeah. There's no yeah, question yeah. about that. I mean, uh-huh. that's absolutely, in that kind of situation, you've but absolutely got to do that. Four or five he's ta- he's taken the yellow time. there, isn't he? But what I'm so surprised by is the foul on Bernardo Silva... Um, the one that everyone's like, surely that's a second yellow. That looked the same. That looked like someone taking a booking, didn't it? It was so overt. Mm. I'm just astonished that that wasn't 
punished. Yeah. Who, think, Pep, Pep, Pep took it well. Were you, were you more surprised than Pep? No, no, no. I love it when not, Pep not gets possible, like that. It? It's so good, isn't it? Mike Dean chewing chewing gum. You can literally read Mike Dean chewing some yeah. chewing gum, just going, calm down, yeah, yeah. calm down, <laughs> calm down. I love it when Pep goes off like yeah. that. It's super. <laughs> Took his jacket off. It, look, I, I feel like you know you don't want to. It was such a good game of such high quality yeah. and so many great moments of technical ability and athleticism, and and it was a really great advert for. But football. that is a talking point, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but it's it is. A, but I still absolutely sympathise with the fact that. Man City have had to pull themselves back into the game twice after dominating the first half. And that decision, which was so obvious, mm, mm. it is it, frustrating. I, do, I, I don't support your team, obviously, but I, I do feel the frustration that, that Guardiola would have felt. Oh, completely. Yeah. And as with Bernardo Silva, when he goes on that major, I mean, he's brilliant. It's hard to think that there was talk that he might leave the club in yeah. the summer. I mean, maybe that was fanciful. It's, it's very easy to just kind of um, put words in the in the mouths of Man City, isn't it? In terms yeah. of like just kind of, oh, that's a shiny new player. So, mm-hmm. well, they're going to have to get rid of someone. Yeah, true. Maybe they're a bit bored of Bernardo Silva, but mm-hmm. I mean, he is a fantastic player. Yeah, who um, is, and he's played a lot this season, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, I th- you know, it was that was probably just an easy paper talk. Can we just quickly go back to Pep Guardiola taking his jacket off though? Because if they are going to insist on using him as a mannequin for all the club uh, merchandise, I love that he was throwing a wobbly, took his jacket off to reveal mad chest yeah, yeah. all over yeah, his yeah, back yeah. that was perfect, perfect. absolutely Great perfect it was very good we've we've talked about this game for a, for a handful of minutes now and we haven't mentioned that Mo Salah goal oh, oh my giddy aunt mm. come on it was an absolute come on it was absolutely incredible and for him to do it in that moment in that type of game under that pressure <clears throat> Against yeah. this opposition. Yeah, it's incredible. It was incredible. I mean, it, and I, I agree with the plaudits that came his way off the back of it. You know, Carragher saying he's one of Liverpool's mm. best player. You know, of course, we, we talked, didn't we, last week that actually, if you look at his numbers, you look at what he's contributed and look at what he's won at Liverpool, um, you know, it's, it's probably a bit weirdly, it sounds mental to say it on a Monday, but after what he's just done, he's probably quite under, a bit underrated. You said this on Friday yeah, feel, as well. Yeah. But I feel like we've been saying this for years because Jamie Carragher made the, made the point that he's one of Liverpool's best players, not just now, but of all time. And I think like that's probably right. Mm. He's that you, good. You, it's... Definitely. And you have to look at it in the round. You have to look at it like when, when I wouldn't be an expert in Liverpool at all, but what I do know is when Shankly came in and kind of revolutionised the club and it was taken on by Bob Paisley and, and, and people of our age are used to Liverpool having all this success. Well, actually, before that, mm. it was yeah, the, the, the team weren't in that The club wasn't in that no. position at all. It was kind of very much the club that, for this more modern period, that Shankly built, right? And then they go 30 years about winning the league title. Mm. If, if, if you are a key player who scores that many goals and yeah. has that much of a contribution for a team at the, at the size of Liverpool who haven't won the league for 30 years... And you're arguably their most important player. Then you have to be considered. Well, and been involved yeah. in two Champions League finals. Obviously, winning sadly, one of them. briefly yeah. one of them, yeah. but one won the other. Mm. Yeah, no, there's there's no question. Anyone who would question that is a fool, quite frankly. But I don't hear many people questioning that at yeah. all. Uh, but it was a phenomenal goal, Jim, and it was enough for him to to be named joint man of the match. Oh fuck you now! I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. I forgot about that. No. It's just bit, no. I like Neville. <laughs> I, I do like Gary Neville. I think he's an excellent broadcaster. I know we, we sit in here and it's easy to slag people off and we do it, you know, your Danny Mills, your Tim Sherwoods. It's easy to slag them yeah. off because they're dreadful. But You're Pete Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> no! Listen, Outrageous. he can't slap when he's on his holidays. Outrageous. He's not here to defend himself. It's the perfect time to do it. He's Directly, not here to defend yeah. himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, um, the fact is, you're going to have to step up. Yeah. And the thing that annoys me about it, Marcus, mm. is that, and because I'll straight on WhatsApp to you, like, one night, yeah, I'm yeah. not having this. The thing that annoys me about it is, mm. it's not really of that much consequence. No, no He's that's not right. being asked to choose, like, an Oscar winner or something. No. He's just completely yeah. bottled it. Both sets of fans hate you, Gary. <laughs> Whatever yeah. you do, exactly. you're going to be, you yeah. know. I, I, this is actually making it worse somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't try and appease them. Yeah, maybe the, maybe it's deliberate. Maybe he's trying to piss off as many people as possible and it's, mm. and it's worked because we're talking possible. about it's it now. It's the first time I've ever seen a joint man of the match, but yeah. I might be mistaken. No, I think you're right. I, it was one of those ones where I thought, I think this is the first time, but I'm surprised that this is the first time I've seen this, yeah. if you see what I mean. But it but it went to both. Because both were excellent, Jim. Phil Foden, yes. he gave James Milner a torrid time. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a really, really good game, despite also taking part in a boxing match. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, like, was, yeah, just... But that, I mean, Milner that really clearly had 
the, the idea was just like neutralise yeah. Foden, wasn't it? Clearly, it was um, it, just within the style of play, not not just the, the fouls as well. And obviously, that's that's a bit of a nightmare. Mm. Essentially, having the Terminator like tracking you down all game, but he still <laughs> found the space to influence the game. His goal was beautiful as it well. Was, it was so, like such quick thinking and such brilliant, precise execution. I mean, what what a player there! Him and Grealish kind of switching positions yeah. is um, is a frightening thing to witness. It is, and I think with with Foden's it, goal, when I say frightening, I mean really good. I know what you mean for for opposition players and so on and fans but the, the goal was was so good Foden scored and and actually it was odd that Milner thought that he just stopped for a second which gave Foden that little bit extra room I think Foden would have been able to get the shot away anyway but he just stopped for a second because I think he probably thought the angle Foden is he's going to cross this so I'll position myself here and Foden there's a, only a small gap but he put it Perfectly, like Salah did with his. Yeah, right mm. in the side. I mean, it's mm. it's as close to the post as you can get. I think, in fact, Salah's did go slightly off the post, but Foden's as well. To beat a goalkeeper of that quality at that angle, beautiful yeah. finish. I thought, Absolutely, I thought, the, I thought the criticism of the goalkeeper was a little bit over the top. I actually. did as well. I think when when you get a player like that, he's he has said to Foden, "You've got a tiny gap to put that in," and Foden's qualities yeah. managed to find that. There were so many amazing moments in this game. There was that actually, and a few of them will be forgotten. The Bernardo Silva run, yeah, yeah. would be forgotten. That was unbelievable. Well, Mo Salah's uh, assist for Mane, yeah, that beautiful was, goal all round, great finish, amazing. and yeah. then that. That pass from Edison. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was ridiculous. Think, That's like, one of the best passes I've seen this season. <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne's goal was fantastic. Yeah, but, but and it's probably it's probably from the furthest out. But it's it's a rare case that the, the long range goal is probably the least. Yeah, but it was fortunate because I think if it doesn't touch yeah. Matip, then Allison, I would yeah. fancy to save it. Can we have a bit of love for Raheem Sterling having a little hide? Like just yeah. having a little hide in the box so he doesn't get in the way of the goalkeeper and have one of those offside. Decisions go against him. Oh, did he do that? Yeah, he just, he, just sort of, he just crouched down. He was just sort of like, just sort of, <laughs> it was literally like yeah. he was hiding. Yeah, I thought Sterling did okay. <laughs> well, it obviously worked on me and Marcus. Yeah, it was great. We yeah. couldn't find him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought Sterling actually did pretty well when he came on and added a, a little bit of thrust. So it was Man City. Was much that as... because it's International Week now? Yes. <laughs> and uh, he'll be back among the goals and the starts. But uh, I mean, Man City with, with their lack of striker, you know, that's obviously been done to death and will continue to do yeah. so until Alan Shearer said a top quality striker will score 40 goals in this team we said an average striker would get 20 we'll get 20 like, mm. Martin Braithwaite's going hang on my ears are pricked there up we go. <laughs> I, find, <laughs> I find that whole chat like just a bit of a false narrative really yeah. well because last season they did so well and, they scored and, 83 goals last season and they won the league by 12 points but yeah. how many it's not goals like would they have scored with a striker well that's the point I, th- I, think, I think it's I think it's 123 according to Alan Shearer to me it's it in unimaginative people in the media trying to think of an angle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I understand because City have gone after Kane. Mm. Because that's, for me, I think, and I'm, I'm, I might be wrong here and people f- feel free to kind of hammer me for it. For me, I think the the um, the narrative around Kane and City trying to sign him has kind of missed the point a bit. Yeah. It, to me, it feels a bit like, and we, see, we used to see this happen under Ferguson's United quite a lot. And we were talking about Liverpool doing it under Klopp, although they didn't really do it mm-hmm. last summer, is... Can you sniff out an opportunity yeah. to help you stay on top? Mm. It's not. I don't think for one second Guardo's sitting around there scratching his head. Oh, he probably is doing that, but not about mm. this. Mm. Going, oh, well, we need a striker, or we're absolutely fucked. Yeah. He's just going. Well, look, Kane's not happy there. Mm. But we've got the money. Yep. Mm. He'll want to come here. He won't go to Chelsea because he's a Spurs player. Um, yeah, let's get him. Let's try yeah. and get him. Mm. It's more of an opportunity thing rather than the kind of if we don't get a striker, we're in big trouble because they scored more goals than anyone last season mm. and they won the lead by miles. It's not like they're having ninety percent possession and no shots, nah. is it? I, I think it's a complete misnomer. Yeah, personally. well, I mean, if you, the way they played against Chelsea, the way—I mean, to be honest with you, large parts of this game, you know, if it wasn't for the extreme quality of Salah, they'd have probably won the match. Uh, which is going something because Liverpool are obviously a fantastic team as well. These are the two standout best teams in the league in my opinion. I, I, I agree. And Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea but, but I think Chelsea flattered to deceive a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I don't, would you have Chelsea with these two based on what you saw at the weekend? I, I think um, I think Liverpool will win the league. Okay, right. And mm. I think I think it would be Liverpool, Man City and then Chelsea would okay. be my... I, I think Chelsea look very good at grinding results out though and I think that, that certainly puts them up there. I don't think there is... There is entertaining or eye-catching at the moment but you know they're very very good at just making sure they get the results well obviously they've had they've, you know few bad results recently but I, I think they'll be up there come the end of it I think it's going to those three will be involved but I think there's a sense with Liverpool that because it you know it took them 30 years to win the league and they won the league in, in a situation which was really really weird um, 
I think there's an idea around them that it's won and done. You know, they won the league and it took them so much to get there, getting through that cycle of going to those two, two Champions League finals as well. And then there was burnout last year, there was decline and it's the end of that cycle. But obviously last year they were affected by injuries in, in, a, in a way that very few teams ever have to deal with. I think, again, that might be another misnomer. But Liverpool I think that's absolutely the real deal. But I think that's media bollocks. Yeah, if you no, ask, that's, that's essentially what I'm saying. It annoys me because you know. we do media bollocks better. No, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, don't Listen, get any credit if, if you're going to get your bollocks from somewhere, <laughs> your media bollocks from somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Is it because we say bollocks so much? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, never mind the bollocks. What about uh, uh, mentioning Pep and his, and his tactics and his antics and so on? Um, former Man City uh, fullback Danilo said this uh, recently about uh, Pep Guardiola. He is never relaxed. He thinks about football all the time. I think at home in the evening he puts his wife on the couch as if she were a player on the pitch. <laughs> I don't think we need to know any more. Thank no, you, Danny. No. Any more speculation about that and the and the and the Guardiola's it's household? It's quite a weird thing to say. My goodness, but Pep is still in a job, <laughs> unlike poor old Cisco. Yes. At Watford, he's gone, go, gone, gone, gone. Um, <laughs> yes, I thought of that yesterday. Like truck, uh, truck, I, truck. I was thinking earlier that um, I wish there was some kind of Cisco pun, but I couldn't think of any. You've, you've, you've been able well, to see well, That's yeah, what I pay I'll the big bucks. for your pal. Yeah. Uh, they lost, of course, uh, 1-0 at Ellen Road. And uh, yeah, it was announced yesterday on, on, on Sunday, left the game, just seven games into the season. Um, and less than... Uh, Beating you know, Javi Gracia's record of four? Which I think was what Javier Gracia was fired four games into the season the last time they were relegated, I think. Yeah, Richard Jolly tweeted that they've changed their manager in 2011, 12, 13, 14, which happened three times in 2014, uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, twice in 2019, twice in 2020, and now in 2021. And the, and the, the chat with Watford is, oh, but it works for them. Mm. And you kind of think, well... They are a little bit of a yo-yo side, I suppose. You could argue. I don't know, but they maybe were in the Premier League for a long time. True. In, the, in their last run, but then, but but you, we can all remember them going up and down a few times in the last few years. It's not quite Norwich and Fulham currently, no. perhaps. Um, so I don't, I don't know whether it does work for them or not because the size of the club they are, being in the Premier League is obviously huge. Yeah. Um, you know, they are not an Arsenal or a, or a Spurs or an Everton. Or no, Watford's like not a big town is it no exactly uh, obviously it's it's some would say it's in london or it's right by london you know very close to london of course um so i i don't know do you think this does work or do you just look at it and go yeah it's watford well i think what they want is to be an established premier league team of course i, th- I don't think they're ne- the owners are necessarily like desperate for them to get into europe mm-hmm. um so in a way it's actually quite sensible isn't it they, they, their aim seems to be a, a sustained level of a sustained high level of success that doesn't overreach. So I think apart from the apart from last year, you have to argue that it, that it does work. But it's interesting with Watford as well, isn't it? Because yes, it's knee jerk, but it's but that is their sort of strategy. It's mm. built into the long term strategy to just change managers a lot. It's not like a club that's got no direction and doesn't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. It knows what it wants, and it it doesn't mind if the manager changes a lot. And it's <laughs> I can't really think of another team like. Well, that. I suppose at the, at Chelsea. The, I was about to say at the top end, Chelsea. Chelsea changed yeah, around all the time. Chelsea. Yeah. You have, we haven't had a manager at Chelsea it's, it's, with great longevity, really, compared to some of the other big sides. Well, I think the reality of the situation in English football is that whether we like it or not, based on you know, the last however many years, every club kind of does it. Mm. Really? I think sometimes we are lulled into a Depends sense. Depends what you cut off. But they yeah. are particularly um, extreme yeah, They're, a, they're their... a particular example of it. Yeah. I think, you know, Watford haven't been out of the top two tiers in English football for 20-odd years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are a, a yo-yo club to an extent. I mean, as far as that they, and if you take the last 15 years or so, they've either been, you know, higher parts of the championship for the most part or in the Premier League. Um, but a yo-yo and, club is not necessarily a dig because again no. some people think it is but actually if you are that side from a, from a certain size of place um, all things considered what you're saying is actually you're often in the Premier League or you're often at the top of the Championship which yeah. is mm. not no well, disgrace for a club of size Watford is fine exactly yo-yos are fun I was just <laughs> <laughs> they are it's a great I mean it's a toy yeah it's not it's not like saying you know <laughs> something that's not enjoyable people yeah. buy yo-yos because yeah. they like them mm. yeah exactly um, like, I was I was going to say that um, you're a steam iron club oh, that's so boring people buy yo-yos because they like them the established narrative in, 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 in the media is that you know we must always be loyal at all costs yes we must um you know, it's a bad thing mm. that someone loses their job, which, of course, in the real world, of course, it is. I, mm. I get that. Mm. I understand that. Football is obviously slightly different. I remember interviewing on Ramble Meets years ago a guy called Professor Chris Brady, oh, who's yeah. Carlo Ancelotti's, mm. one of, well, he was one of Carlo Ancelotti's kind of right-hand men. 
and he said, and he's he's a number crunching, he's a numbers bod. Is he? And he was saying, look, really, the a stats, the, yeah, he's a boffin. <laughs> the stats are clear. If you don't get X amount of points per game after your first eight games or whatever as a manager yep. in the top four divisions or mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. The, the statistics are that you're not going to do it, right. and 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 you're better off just getting rid. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what I think about that. I mean, I haven't really had time to think about it fully, but but I I am. Um, I do think there's some logic and some merit in the idea that the tra- the turnover of players at a lot of clubs, if not all clubs, mm-hmm. is actually so high now. It's higher than one may think. So what's the what's wrong in principle if it's a results driven business as we're always told? Mm-hmm. What's wrong in principle then in bringing someone in quite regularly mm-hmm. to fucking mix it up mm. to get people focused the mind again to bring new ideas and to freshen things up? If you consistently do that and the people that you hire are good enough, is it necessarily going to be a failure? Mm. Now, in some cases, it might be. In some cases, you use it as a stick to beat a team with. You talk about, you know, I don't know, off the top of my head, like, we're going to talk about Coventry later. They've had a terrible time of yeah. it. They've probably turned over a lot of managers. I know my team have turned over a lot, particularly when things are going badly. I just don't think it's cut and dried. I think sometimes it can be a positive thing, clearly. And it works for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. You could say, um, oh, well, how, how do you know Chelsea wouldn't have achieved loads more if they kept Ancelotti for eight years well the point is Ancelotti doesn't stay anywhere for that long yeah. no one really does mm-hmm. and it works for them they've won Champions Leagues with it. they've won league titles they've done things they've never done in the past partly because of money mm-hmm. a big part of it because of money but also because they keep it fresh yeah. and it's not necessarily a bad thing I take your point completely sap. but with um, respect to Cisco Munez who I'm sad that he's lost his job yeah, of Munoz, course yeah, yeah. No, that goes without saying it looks like Claudio, Ran- uh, Claudio Ranieri is, uh, is, uh, is, is maybe set to take the reins at the time of recording It'll probably be given to Arsene Wenger or something, but uh, you know it, <laughs> that would no, be it, weird, wouldn't it? It would be yeah. weird. He he's, have, to, he's still got his house the run there, Cup. probably. Isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he is trying to ruin the World Cup, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> but yeah, Ranieri's the man who people are uh, looking at at the time of uh, recording. Again, I mean that that feels like a safe pair of hands, doesn't it? It's nice to see him back. Yeah, come on, well, who, who Claudio? Yeah, he did the right job at Sampdoria, didn't he? he? Took over and rescued them from relegation, then established them in the mid-table, then left. He did okay at Leicester. Mm. For a, bit, okay. right. for a bit, for a bit. Before yeah. he got Didn't sacked, before he got sacked, you have to say, "Did all right, Leicester." Yeah. yeah. Let me say it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, after the break, we're going to talk about Manchester United. See you in a moment. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online 
Designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Hi, I'm Dion Dublin, and when I'm not banging my tube, I'm listening to the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Right, let's see how we got on on Betways 4 to score. Entry to Betways 4 to score is free each week. Pick the first goal score in Betways 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply in game one. Palace versus Leicester. Luke p- picked Wilfred Zaha. It was called Kalechi Iheanacho. In that. game two, Spurs versus Aston Villa. Jim picked Danny Ings. It was Pierre-Emile Hoiberg with a lovely stroked finish. In game three, West Ham versus Brentford. Vish picked Ivan Tony. It was, of course, Brian Umbuemo. In game four, Liverpool versus Man City. I picked Mo Salah. It was, of course, Sadio Mane. Zero out of four. We'll be back for another round of four to score on the preview show this Friday. Right, it's time for emails. If you've seen Vish in a kebab shop or Dean Smith up a tree, if your dad chinned a referee, send us an email, please. If you put Messi on a two shirt, if you saw that Tetta cheese, if you've got something for us, shuffleround.com. It's got a bit of the Mar- Super Mario world about it. Yeah. I love it. Very the, good. The music in the background. It's got yeah. very much a kind of, when it kicks in, you can think of yourself just starting a Super Mario world level or something. Anyway, um, show, uh, show of the friend. Friend of the show. Tom Clee has been in touch. Hello to you, Tom. He says, in terms of ridiculous away journeys, of course, referencing an email we had last week of a listener traveling from the US. He says, I can't beat your Blackpool email story for distance, but I reckon I've got a couple that rival it for futility. In 2009, the prospect of Gillingham potentially securing promotion on the last day of the season meant I decided to cut short a trip around the world by a couple of weeks. As it turned out, I touched down back in the UK just in time for a dead rubber away at Rochdale, (laughs) which we won 1-0 to secure a playoff semi against, yep, you guessed it, Rochdale. with the first leg being played back at Spotland five days later. 6,000 miles from Thailand to the UK with another 1,000 racked up back and forth to Rochdale. Not the fairy tale return I was hoping for, but we did at least get promoted at Wembley three weeks later. Come on. Yeah. I so, mean, you know. can I just say, go on. with the greatest respect to Rochdale, which I haven't visited, travelling anywhere to go to Gillingham is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Jules, eh? Indeed. Steve Barron's been in touch. He says, over the weekend, A-League side Sydney FC announced that their defender, Ryan Grant, would be conducting a Facebook Q&A session from the UK. A few hours after this announcement, the Q&A session was cancelled due to technical issues in the UK. A snapshot post around the same time of this announcement showed that the technical difficulties difficulties Grant was experiencing was was that he was getting on the lash with a friend in a London pub. (laughs) All your Aussie listeners will know he committed the cardinal sin of getting caught while throwing the great Aussie tradition of chucking a sickie. Chucking yeah. a sicko. Uh, <laughs> could it be any more Australian? No, no, probably not. Oh, if it was in a walkabout bar, <laughs> it might have been. It could have been. Actually, those people will tell you that there's nothing Australian about a walkabout bar at all. No, no I know. Yeah. Well, it's an Austra- Australasian bar, themed bar, themed, themed bar. bar. Yeah, yeah, very themed much. There's, so. one, there's a Canadian one in Covent Garden, the Maple Leaf, isn't there? Oh, there is. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There used to be. There used to be the one in West London, in um, just off Shepherd's Bush Green, which was. Like the, un- the unofficial Australian embassy. It was huge. It was enormous. It's now, uh, I think it's like a Dor- the fancy Dorchester Hotel or something quite oh, fancy okay. there. But it used to be the place where like all Aussies would go when they first landed in London. And if you needed a room to stay, needed a job, whatever you need, you will find okay, it in yeah. there. Right. Marvellous. Uh, show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Of course, if you need a problem solved, then remember you can throw that our way too and we'll answer them on Wednesday in pep talks pep talks mm. nothing is too trivial no, no. <laughs> can't no. stress that enough yeah um, some things are too serious though uh, <laughs> right everybody <laughs> Manchester United won Everton won not much to see here other than Andros Townsend oh yeah, yeah exactly how many appendages do you have right now about yeah. four yeah. for each every, for every goal he scored this season he's like, loving it it feels to me like that's like his 30th goal of the season I know oh, it's right? class it's absolute class he said that his um, celebration, which he sort of mimicked Cristiano Ronaldo, but not too well. Maybe no. it's harder than we think. I'm I've never sure tried it. it. Is. 
Uh, but he said it was a mark of respect to one of uh, the all-time <laughs> idols of football. Didn't really seem that respectful, did it? I hope it wasn't respectful. No. I hope, I hope I, I, other players join in to yeah. puncture the pomposity. I, I thought to myself, oh, Andros, oh, say it was a dig. Yeah. But uh, he's not good. He's a nice guy, Andros. I don't think we're going to... Uh... I think he should have just said nothing. Yeah. I think, if you, I think, I yeah, think I it's agree. great stuff. I was hoping Vardy would do it at Old Trafford. Yeah. Sometimes you get the hero, not that you want, but that you need. That's true, yeah. And uh, Townsend Cameron and did it. It was great to see. I loved that he did it. Uh, I'm sure he's going to say it was a uh, it was a um, a tribute, but you know maybe it was. Who I don't know him. But, seems the wrong time to do it. But what I would say is the coverage mm. of the fact that Ronaldo <laughs> wasn't getting picked for this game, wasn't going to be starting this game against Everton. I thought was absolutely ridiculous. Mm. I thought it was ridiculous. It's, I thought it was people were behaving, mm-hmm. people who should know better were behaving like it was the Cristiano Ronaldo show. It's really tedious, isn't it? <laughs> it because it's, you know, it, it again, it's, it, it feels like people think he's a guest star in the league. Yes. And yeah. that, that it's, that, that this is, Beneath him in some way. Yeah, he's not Daniel Day Lewis in Gangs of New York. No, you know exactly. what I mean. It's like it's not. We're not waiting for him to come back on every time exactly. he's not on the screen. It's, I thought it was particularly if you saw him against Aston Villa, where he didn't actually play very well. Do you know? I like, didn't look like he keep up with the well, game. He's a finished the stat padder, isn't he? So. Right. <laughs> yeah, sort of like sort of like Ronaldo. Yeah. In the last sort of not like, a serious play. <laughs> in the last sort of ten years, how like Snoop Dogg features on everyone's tracks. Mm. Yeah. You see, he's a bit like that, isn't he? That's been going on for longer than ten years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But fair it, it almost. <laughs> <laughs> it almost feels like there's a sense of that in the squad. And obviously this will change over time when they all sort of get to know each other a little bit. But you get all these stories about people being scared to have desserts and stuff like that. It's like, that's all well and good right now. But that's got to, you've got to integrate at some point. Yeah, you it, can't be terrifying it, what, everyone. What I would say is if they need a big yeah. a big leader to step up I was and not be say, afraid to have a dessert, if, if we're I'm, I'm happy to step we're in. Here. Yeah, if they need to learn, come yeah. out for dinner with us yeah. and we'll show you how to be fearless when going up and, uh, look at the dessert menu. When going up to the fondue. Yeah, uh, the, old, the old classic dad joke, can't hurt to have a look, can it? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought, I did, I did think, you know, it, part of it is probably because Man United have got ultimately for that level quite a weak manager. Mm. Right? It's not a superstar manager. And, and actually that might be an advantage and they, they've got exactly the guy to deliver the news. <laughs> like yeah. if they do get rid of Ollie, but like Cristiano, can you um go get the DVD? Favor? Go get the DVD. You love sacking people, don't yeah. you? Well, Ronaldo. But the thing is that Ronaldo will decide, and actually, Ronaldo going to Manchester United, Jim, it almost sort of speeds up this inevitable sacking of Solskjaer, which we've been talking about for what about eighteen months well, or two years now. Yeah, well, well, since the day arrived, really. <laughs> yeah. So Dan's being uh, linked this morning. I saw, but but look, I, I just I, well, I, I particularly thought that Everton were well worth a point. Mm. They. Um, I referenced it early in the show, but just to reiterate, they were by far the best team in the first half. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't find that breakthrough. Over and over again, they went and they couldn't find that breakthrough. So I was pleased. That when they went a goal down, I was like, oh, this is all so inevitable. To, for them to get an equaliser and get a point is great because I thought, they, just chiefly, not because I care about either team necessarily, but I just think they deserved it. Could have been three. It could have. I also felt that it's a huge disrespect to Cavani, who, okay, didn't have an amazing game but who is much more yeah. capable than Ronaldo these days of, 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 of initiating the press, running the channels, all that stuff you need to do off mm. the ball that Ronaldo just simply doesn't do. And again, I'll reiterate, if you see, saw him play against Villa, it's not a huge surprise he wasn't picked for this. Also, he's, he's the age that he is. People should be, shouldn't be surprised that he's not going to play every game yeah. anyway. But the argument that you keep hearing is, that, yeah, he's, he's 36 or whatever it is, but he's Cristiano Ronaldo at 36. It's like, yeah, but he's 36. He's a human being. He's not a deity. Yeah. Like people, people act like he is. Yes, he's an exceptional player. He's one of the best to ever play the game. But he's not immune to ageing. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> yeah, and uh, although he does a good impression of someone who is it. But I think if you look at, say, Zlatan Ibrahimovic when he was at, at the club, it was, a, it was at a time when I think, you know, they, they obviously, you know, they, they, they won a few trophies and whatnot. I believe it was a treble. But, uh, but Ibrahimovic scored a fair few goals, but people said, you know, he did his time, he did well, but, it, you know, that that was enough kind of thing. You know, it's obviously a fast-paced league. Yeah. He, 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 he was of a certain age, still is. I mean, it's amazing. He's still, what, does he turn 40 now or something? Yeah. And he's still playing. He's an outlier, league. isn't he? He's an outlier, but he is managed. He doesn't start every game. And, and, and I think he understands that. And Ronaldo is now in this phase in his career where, of course, he's still one of the best sort of strikers on the planet, you would say. But, but there are limitations. And it will be interesting to see, but I think R- Ronaldo. You know, you saw the way he that he he went off. Th- this is a whole sideshow, which, as Luke says, you don't want to happen. And someone like Cavani, who still is an asset, 
He still is a good player to have. Cavani, in the next transfer window, will be like, sod this. Yeah. I'm off. And you don't want to lose a player. Well, you also, let's get it right. United have got some great fixtures coming up. They've got Leicester away, Atalanta at home, Liverpool at home, Spurs away, Atalanta again away, and then Man City at home in the derby. And that's a game they tend to do fairly well. I mean, that's a, that is a tough fixture but list. the problem up. is, at home, they don't look very convincing. And in the big games, they don't look very convincing. And you cannot, they cannot play, with their record at home, they cannot play at home to Liverpool with Cristiano Ronaldo up front. They'll get beaten. Mm. It's as simple as that. They will be beaten because there's no way you can play against what we saw yesterday mm-hmm. in the shape of a Liverpool team who will be up for it because it's a massive game playing United, particularly at Old Trafford. If you start that game with Ronaldo, you get beaten. And I think Solskjaer knows that. And I think he's got to lay the ground. And he, and, and he said that. He said, didn't he? Look, he's not a, he's not a young player now. He's not going to start every game. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The sideshows will be in danger of derailing the whole operation. And that's what they need to fight against. And also as well, it's, it's not a bad player to bring on because there will be defences who will go, oh crap, Ronaldo's on. Mm. And it will, it will, psychologically, that is a big statement to bring him on. Yeah, and if, you, if you're scared at seeing Ronaldo come on, mm. watching him put on shin pads that also have him on them. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, Whoa, three Ronaldos. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. How angry was he when he went off down the tunnel, Jim? Oh, he was... Just absolutely fuming, wasn't he? It was, he it, felt like he was going to just cry to his agent. <laughs> Do you think that that was... People were saying, oh, did he did he put in an an extra bit of anger just so he yeah. sends a message to the ball? I think the... the <laughs> What kind yeah. of message? I've been tears in. I'm really angry. You have to do something about it. There's, there's a danger though, isn't there, of overanalyzing these things. Like Ronaldo, what, think, Ronaldo hates not winning. Absolutely hates yeah, not but, winning. But Even if he played the whole game and got everything his way, he would probably feel like that if they haven't won. But there's nothing fearsome in his anger. That's the no. thing. Mm. Cristiano Ronaldo's... internal. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo's anger, end game, is tears. Mm. Right. Roy Keane's anger end game or Duncan Ferguson or whatever, who, who, they, they, it's, it's worrying when they're angry. Yeah. Cristiano's just ultimately going to cry now I'm not having to pop it in for crying of course if, if that's what he wants to do that's what he wants to do and of course he's a winner and he's done all this stuff but to me it, what it does with him is it takes everything and makes it all about him yep. partly because of the media coverage of it but I don't know I didn't think it was performative or anything like that but I just just, just thought well ultimately he's just going to cry but that's the thing though he has to realise that yes at, at certain clubs when he played for Real Madrid he could make it about himself because he would dig them out yeah. He would he would get the ball. He'd be like, right, I'm going to make this about myself, yeah. and you're lucky because that means this team's going well, to win. Peak of his power. That's him. no he's longer the... scored winners for Man United. No, he yeah. has. I think the temptation is to go too far the other way. Of yeah. course, with our analysis, he's still an, an, an incredibly good footballer. Like I said minutes earlier, he's still one of the best strikers in the world. You know, he he's very much uh, going to play a part in, in Manchester United season. It's just that all the nonsense. Maybe we're talking about the media bollocks again. Um, but he 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 will. Have have to understand that he is going to be a part of a team and it, this is not as much about him uh, anymore perhaps he learned that a little bit at Juventus some of his former teammates there weren't too unhappy to see him go because they felt that maybe it brings that um, sense of uh, togetherness and, and team if you like uh, a, a, bit, a bit more so uh, but there we are but I, I, I want to talk about Everton a little bit because they were brilliant and and when when Davis gets the ball in that spot in the box I'm thinking smash it like hit yeah. it right back across the goalkeeper and, and and score the winning goal. And I understand why he's passed that there because he sees his teammate in a better place. But as soon as he passed it, I thought... You knew, didn't you? That's offside. I feel like Yuri Mina knew and still did his daft little dance <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, talking of sort of, uh, uh, you know, who was that um, in, in Ode 2? <laughs> was yeah. that a tribute dance? Yeah. I mean, the, the commentator, I forget who was, said, oh, no wonder the celebrations were a bit subdued because they thought that they were offside. And I was like, was that subdued? What, would yeah. he have his arms in the air? <laughs> yeah. What were we missing? Break that? dancing? Yeah, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. But... I, think, I think Everton have done, I mean, Rafa Benitez has done a good job at Everton so far, given yeah. the players they've had missing. I mean, they've had Calvert-Lewin missing for a while, Richarlison yep. missing for a while, yes, Pickford exactly, missed yeah. a game or two, I think. Mm. There's probably other players as well. And they still find themselves in the position they find themselves in. And I, they're unlucky not to win the game. At but the look weekend. at the performances he's getting. Obviously, Townsend's the obvious one. Damari Gray as well. Yeah. Dakori, I mean, Dakori's been putting in performances though. But he's getting performances out of players where you thought, oh, are they sort of flattened mm. to deceive well, in the I, past? I know it's if buts and maybes, but if they had come away from Old Trafford with three points, which could have happened, mm. Um, they would be second on goal difference, yeah, top well, yeah, same well. points as Chelsea. I think yeah. there's, there's just always a blueprint and a game plan with with Benitez, isn't it? Everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone mm-hmm. knows what their job is, and it's um, it just, it just works wonders. 
It does. And and I think um, that they're on for... It'll be very interesting to see where they will finish this season if they can keep it going because we see with some clubs that they they start well uh, and so on. But when uh, the early part, the early running's over, other teams start to figure them out a bit, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so it will be interesting. There is a little bit of silly season going on, Luke, because... Um, you know, Spurs are two points behind Man City in the league. Yeah, and uh, that was a big win for them at the weekend. So the league table isn't quite as truthful as sometimes it can be. I, I read um, David Ornstein um, oh, yeah. reporting today that um, there's a clause in Nuno's contract that if Spurs don't finish top six, he can be fired with no compensation. Right. Um, so he's under pressure for sure, mm. but then they're only two points off it. You know, yeah. so you never know. It's no, it's no point looking at the league table after seven games, is there? Clearly, yeah. Um, You're all, all right, Norwich. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, we all know Newcastle will finish mid-table. Exactly. <laughs> it's all there. It's all there. By the way, before we move on from Manchester United and Everton, did you see that uh, uh, former Manchester United man Marcos Rocco um, was playing in the uh, River Boca uh, Super Classico? Yeah. Played for about fifteen minutes, didn't he? It was about fifteen minutes. Two yellows. <laughs> Two yellows. James Second Miller can believe it. <laughs> Second one was absurd. Just the thing is, though, I know that's a feisty encounter. But he'd but just be watching the City game. Yeah. He's like, I'll get away wherever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Not down there. They're very stringent. They are. In Argentina, as we know. Uh, there was a good game at uh, Crystal Palace. 2-2 uh, against Leicester City. Leicester, of course, have had uh, a bit of a poor start to the season. Uh, but they went 2-0 up. They did. Against the run of play, though. Yes. Very much so. I think Joachim Anderson really sort of everything on red, didn't he? Trying to sort of take the ball around Ianacho. Oh, what are you doing? Yeah. That's such that, a if you get that wrong, it's an absolute disaster. Yes, exactly. But and he did. Yeah, he was. did. Nice to see Vardy scoring as always. Yeah. Little taunt to the home Yeah, fans. I mean, we, we, were, we were saying earlier in the season, like, surely he's going to start slowing down. Nope. No, he's speeding not up. Happening. Different not gear, happening still speeding. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was a good comeback from Palace. You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're, it is very pleased with Patrick Vieira. He's doing a good job there so far. Indeed, it was one of those ones. Is he going to be a little bit uh, Frank De Boer like in that? Uh, he, obviously, sort of different backgrounds, but De Boer. There was there was that sort of idea of Palace of if you look at the the, the recent managers Palace have had it is that classic sort of British manager. They've had Ian Holloway and they've had Roy Hodgson and Tony Pulis, and Pardew, and Allardyce. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'm... Neil Warnock's been uh, there, Warnock, exactly. Yeah. You look at all those managers they've had, you know, it's a hell of a collection. Yeah. And we love uh, all that sort of stuff. It's a hell of a dinner party, that. It, 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 it really is. It's a hell of a weekend away at a golf By, re- by which I mean it'll be it? crap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd certainly get some some choice quotes, wouldn't you, yeah. from it? Yeah. But th- So they've had a lot of that. You'd, and they, you'd talk to Roy all night. Very much so, yeah. I, don't, I think Roy would go home early, though, wouldn't he? I'd go, well, Mind yeah. you so would I to be fair probably. There you, are. you could go yeah. home with him and we'll leave that there <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, although but he stays out all night doesn't he being an owl <laughs> <laughs> but anyway whatever Roy gets up to in the, in the dead of night is his business but uh, hunting mice <laughs> But De Boer obviously is like it was a very sort of they tried to mix it up a bit and so mm. on. And with Vieira, I probably wouldn't be the only person who thought uh, is this one of those ones where they've played in a certain way, they've had a certain. Well, it's also it's, you you wouldn't be the only one to feel like that. But also you have to factor in that they've been entrenched in a particular style of play because of what you've talked about. But they've also had a big turnover of players. Yeah, and he's had to make signings. They've had to understand that. that Key players and, and players who've been around the club for a while have moved on. There was a huge some of the, there, but there, there are a few who have been there for a while. Yeah, but and, and I think we should probably temper our kind of enthusiasm by saying that Palace have only won once this season. Mm. But I think given the, the turnover of everything that's gone on, staying in the Premier League would be great for them this of season. Course, yeah. And I, I've been quietly impressed with 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 um, Vieira as well because if you look at that game against Leicester, they were the better team in the first half, mm-hmm. but they went into the break two 0 down, but they still managed to get something out of it. So mm. that shows you. The players are clearly still, you know, motivated, playing for the coach and all the rest of it. And 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 only Leicester have scored more goals than them in the bottom half of the table this season, I think, so far. So they're not necessarily struggling for goals either at the moment, which is which is a good thing. Gentlemen, let's go down uh, to the championship, if we may, um, for a moment. Coventry City gubbed Fulham four-one. How about that? Didn't see that coming. Now, Fulham went a goal up, did they not? They did go a goal yeah. up. Normally they go on to win three or four, but it, mm. they were on the receiving end. That's how it feels. They've been excellent so far, Coventry. They have. Well, they were thrashed 5-0 by Luton. That was, a, that was a bit of an anomaly, though. It They've was been very good apart but, from that. But to, to suddenly bounce back with a, with a 4-1 win against the mighty Fulham, very impressive. The clips I've seen of Coventry this season, I haven't seen a huge amount of them. It, they look like a nightmare to play against. They yeah. look like they, they're so busy 
Uh, Robbins has obviously got on working really hard. And I don't think he's had any kind of different resources than managers they've had previously because mm. of, of the, the difficult situation they've been in. But he just seems to have got everything clicking. I mean, it's a bit early to say this, and there are other good teams in the Championship, and I'm not sure if they will get promoted. But Coventry back in the Premier League oh, would goodness. be unbelievable. Oh, it, would, it would be sensational. I was watching Premier League goals. Um, best Premier League goals of 94, 95 over the weekend at Coventry. Yeah, oh, yeah. They what? stuck around for ages, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. We've already heard from Dion Dublin on on today's show, if you will, exactly. uh, on, on in the little sting. Um, but yeah, you, Coventry, I mean, for those who were alive and kicking in the 90s, you know, you, you remember them. They were a store, the Premier yeah. League. They wouldn't, they would never go down, would Sponsored they? Sponsored by Peugeot. Yeah, they just refused. Yes. Um, but uh, it would be quite something. It's obviously early days. They're currently third, though, three points off Scotty Parker's Bournemouth at the top. Mm. who've started very well, you have to say. But Coventry, considering what that club has had to go through in the last few years or however long it's been, they're back mm. in the, their stadium this season. It's just delighted for those supporters because, mm. as always, it's always the fans that, uh, that yeah. suffer, really. But let's just hope that they can keep it up for the, you know, the remaining 175 games of the championship season. <laughs> <laughs> 179 if they go through yes. the playoffs, of course, <laughs> uh, or, or, or 180. But yeah, Fulham dropped to fifth behind Stoke City. So it's all to play for in the championship. Yeah, you He's must be disappointed with that result. A little bit disappointed, I'll be honest with you. Metro bullied a goal to start with. And then that yeah, I thought, oh, we, here we go. And yeah. uh, it wasn't to be. They're getting wedgied. It wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't to be. Further down the pyramid, gentlemen, did you see the video of Wrexham's players uh, brushing off uh, the water on the pitch before their game against Aldershot, which was eventually called off? But that uh, little video of them sort of, you know, yeah. uh, sweeping away the water. Like, almost like squeezing it off. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rob McElhenney, um, who is of course the uh, the co-owner, said we need to get out of this effing league. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? In the moment, it's quite a funny observation, but it, it, a lot of people are like it's a little bit disrespectful. Well, they could have done a sour taste. They could have done what Portsmouth did and just played the game anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, that was an embarrassment. I mean, it's, it's actually not Portsmouth won four 0 against Sunderland in a flood, basically a flooded pitch. Mm. You're all uh, salty sea dogs down there, aren't you? I know, exactly. That's what you're worried about. And something. Again, the seaside yeah. town. Bloody landlubbers can't handle it. I know, exactly. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, flooded pitches and, and all this sort of stuff, Luke, did you see that uh, in the match report for Potter's Bar against Kingstonian in the Isthmian League, yeah. um, there was a line that read, controversy then struck as the game was abandoned due to a puddle obstructing the linesman with less than 20 <laughs> minutes to play. How deep is the puddle? Yeah. Go through it. Yeah, 20 minutes to go. You're over the worst of it. Well, I have yeah. to say that Michael Cox shared that on Twitter, but what what a what a line in a match report. Yeah. We can't do this because when he's like, you know, shuffling get... up and down, he's he's well, he, he might get, get trenched. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Unless it was one of those puddles like in um where they sink up to their middle. Yeah. He has to keep having to climb out. But that seems unlikely like to me. Like a bottomless puddle. Yeah, it seems unlikely to me. Yeah, I don't think that's there. Maybe they just needed some players to brush that water away. Autumn is here. Autumn has officially hit it, the UK. Oh, it is. It really has. Um, so therefore, we need to go abroad. Mm. And that's what we're going to do right now, um, uh, gentlemen. I would like to say, for fans of good goals, check out Ken Draver's goal for Sampdoria. An absolute... It was Andros Townsend-esque. Is what <laughs> no higher praise than that. Absolutely mm. right. Nice to see uh, Fabio Quagliarella among the goals. It yeah. was a penalty, but the 38-year-old Quagsy... But he has to be on the pitch to score it. Absolutely. And so you can't take anything away from him, can you? <laughs> he has to be on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a good game there. The, the highlight of the, the weekend in Serie A for me was Max Allegri kicking um, <laughs> Bernadeschi up the arse uh, when he was on the touchline. He looked both physically and emotionally hurt by it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He looked, he looked genuinely physically hurt by it. Yeah. He, he sort of winced a bit and looked around. And he also didn't look... He didn't give the look of a man who thought it was odd. No. So to me, that, that says to me that that's happened before. It's yeah. happened before. But it's yeah. more like, oh, I've done something wrong here, but I don't know what it is. His face was like, he's kicked me up the ass again. Yeah. Mm. But Why does he keep doing that? Yeah. <laughs> well, at least the whole world's seen it now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I Imagine know. what he does to the players he doesn't pick. Yeah. Deep state again. Well, yeah. Behind closed doors, Jim. <laughs> sort of yeah. lizards, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of lizards, yeah, absolutely. Luis Suarez, Luis Suarez, <laughs> little slugs. Yeah. Uh, Atletico Madrid beat Barcelona two 0 on the weekend. Luis Suarez, of course, scored. Obviously, yeah. I mean, again, what were Barcelona thinking when they got rid of him? Well, they, they probably. I mean, their heart probably sank when they thought we're in such a state here and we're such a big footballing institution, world famous. That sooner or later, people are going to start giving us a bit of sympathy. Mm. Who are we playing next week? Atletico Madrid. <laughs> oh. yeah. Fuck, it's not going to be this one, is it? Yeah. Literally, though, of all... <laughs> it's the stupidest decision they've ever made. It's not of that all he scored. the human beings alive <laughs> yeah. to, to wrong 
And like, and and create a vendetta against yourself with yeah. what on? Why wins, would you wins do that? Wins the league that? last season with Letty, and yeah. then and then this season but, so we're playing it's not just that he scored against them because yeah. that's just his job. Yeah. yeah. It's the it's the taunting, oh, the, yeah. whole the lot. taunting afterwards, it's... and the, the great thing about Luis Suarez is that he encompasses all the shithousery yeah. available in one human being. He'll score yep. against his old team, yep. which is fair enough. It's part of his job. Mm. You can't really blame him for mm-hmm. that. He'll then taunt people, yeah. which is probably a bit rude, mm. and then he'll deny he's taunted them with uh, yeah. a shit excuse. In a really shit, in a shit, we were just looking at a cathedral level. <laughs> yeah, <way>. I know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, for those who haven't seen it, he does he does a phone yeah. gesture yeah. to his to his to his mouth after he scores, like uh, he's taking a phone call. Yeah, which is basically that because when Ronald Koeman kicked him out of the club, mm. he called him and, and Suarez claimed it was like a really short phone call that was really disrespectful. Yeah, so he does that to mm-hmm. go back in there, and then he says it wasn't a phone call uh, taunt. It was yeah. I was just I was just doing something for my kids. It, it was were, yeah. The, the celebration was for the people who know I have the same number, so they know I'm still on my phone. <laughs> He shouldn't have said that because he said it was something I had agreed on with my kids. It wasn't for Kuman. You kind of go, well, all right. But then when he follows up with that, yeah, yeah, nonsense. Brings his kids in. Kids, look, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a phone celebration. So, you know, if you want to call me at any time, I'm I'm still there. I'm not changing my number. Um, You also have to remember that this is a man who bit another player, then hit the ground holding his own teeth. (laughs) And that was the third time he'd bit a man (laughs) on telly. teeth don't even hurt. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, don't have a go at me I thought I was getting flesh misjudged <laughs> yeah, it I got yeah. bone yeah. Dear, absolute all time great oh, shit yeah. there, was a, there was a lovely story by the way um, involving one of uh, Suarez's former clubs Ajax on the weekend they face Utrecht and they, they, they Utrecht and Ajax each have uh, an identical twin uh, Urien and uh, Kiten Timber faced each other on uh, each side so, so one place for Ajax one place, one place for Utrecht, Utrecht exactly okay. yeah but they still live in their mum's house and they share a room oh but there they are, playing in the Eredivisie against each other. I mean, that, can that be true? They yeah. still share a room? Yeah, it's a big room, I reckon. Um, but Urian uh, said he would kick his... Yeah. Urian <laughs> said he would kick his brother a bit if he got on his nerves. Uh, Quinton came on for Utrecht and uh, assisted the winner. Yeah. I think if you're, 20 years, night, then. Yeah. if you're 20 years old and you're a professional footballer, do you need to be sharing with your brother? Maybe they just like it. Yeah, possibly. Bit of fun. Did you ever share with your brother, Jim? No. Did you ever share with your brother? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. Did you? Any mm. good good times? Yeah, lovely times. Did you yeah. move out before you were 20? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, we, did, we had different rooms by the time we were, okay. we were 20 as well. My brother and I shared a room on a holiday where we were in bunk beds. <laughs> he was in the top bunk and he fell out mm. in the night. And I just woke up and he was just asleep on the floor because he didn't even wake up. Wow. <laughs> didn't even notice. Example of the laughs you can have sharing a room with yeah, your brother. Indeed, yeah. I'd like yeah. the uh, the last uh, words of this uh, Football Ramble Monday show, which has been a barn burner, largely thanks yeah. to that game at Anfield, of course. Yeah, oh, not every barn in the northwest is absolutely cinders <laughs> right now. <laughs> Sympath- that. Sympathies. Yeah. Uh, I, I just say that I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo was the angriest man in Britain on the weekend I think I think it was Hibbs manager Jack Ross of course oh, he's lost. angry a lot yeah, yeah very angry man he lost uh, they lost 2-1 to Rangers and after the game he said I'm angry at losing the game that I'm angry at myself because I've had to be angry at the players a <laughs> lot of anger there and yeah. I'm angry again because I'm about to say that and it just continues forever <laughs> exactly there we are ladies and gentlemen nice bit of bollocks to finish on uh, thank you very much Luke Moore thank you very much oh I should say that Kate, Jim and Pete are on tomorrow oh yeah look are. forward to that Jim you're back tomorrow again three in a row hat trick yeah absolutely right <laughs> once again thank you very much Luke Moore thanks again thank you very much Jim Campbell think for yourselves yeah thank you very much <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs> see you soon the football ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network